0: Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Auto-Tune. Antares makes the original industry standard Auto-Tune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash auto we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode. Back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me today is special guest, James Dean. Ooh. If you don't know James, James is the host of the subscriber exclusive, subscriber only exclusive content of the Mixing Music Podcast, available at slash exclusive. For $4 a month or $4, $40 a year, you can subscribe to the podcast exclusive content, which is two episodes every single week. Or around 40 minutes to an hour worth of content every single week. Mm-hmm. And uh, James is doing a great job. James is uh-huh. a mix engineer. I think I've already introduced you to. It, yeah, probably. yeah.
1: But it's funny hearing you introduce me. Feel there free to go, do it again. Go. James does yeah. a great job. James James does uh-huh. a
0: great job. You know, um, he's working on his ums.
1: <laughs> Dude, I was literally, after you pointed that out, I was editing the last episode. And every um, I was just like,
0: Yeah, you you kind of it it gets into it. I was
1: like, "Oh, you suck."
0: (laughs) 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 I I will say though, I say this openly. I'm not in the business of making people feel insecure, so I'm sorry. Yeah, use that to empower you to like want to be better. Uh, that's the thing. Like when I used to do like weekly mixed feedback, I would say no to people who have already released music. Yeah. Because I don't want to talk, give people feedback with like if the song's already released and they're not willing to put it down, take it down. And, you know. Yeah. Like I'm not in the business of making people feel bad, unless, like, if you're the type it. of person that is not sleeping and you keep staying up till six a.m. every night, then. I think you should feel bad because it's better for you to feel bad. <laughs> oh, I
1: thought I thought you were trying to call me out because of our conversation. About oh no 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 no! no. Earlier, Just in general, I like I think
0: like- <laughs> I think if you do not have a. If you do not have a sense of personal responsibility, I think you should feel a decent— I think a little bit of shame is healthy. I think that tons of shame without any sort of reason or rhyme is really unhealthy. (laughs) Coping incorrectly is really unhealthy. But Mm -hmm. I think like a 10% amount of shame, a little bit of insecurity really is healthy. And it really pushes people to do well. That's not the point of the show. That's not the point of the show. No.
1: We're here for music.
0: Yeah, we're here for for music.
1: And today,
0: we're talking about plugins. We're giving a recap of plugins that we've been using recently. We do this mm-hmm. every once in a while. We talk about plugins that we've been using recently. We often receive um, plugins from companies. that give us plugins to test and try out, to talk about. So we're going to talk about those plugins. And and we're going to be really, um, you know, give proper forewarning. Yeah. If this was a plugin that we've been either paid or given to use.
1: We'll be transparent about it. About, we'll be very yeah. transparent.
0: We, You know, um, and we'll give the proper warning there. But uh, here's the deal. Plugins are our lives, and we love plugins. Um, probably compulsively so, especially us. Oh, it's so true, yeah. Yeah, you know, where if you listen to podcasts, then you are statistically much more likely to be adopters of new technology. That is an actual statistic of podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Also, um, did you know, in about 2019, depending on where you looked at for the source, um, podcast listeners on average made an income of about $250,000 a year on average had a uh, a masters I actually did not know that on average Isn't that's that interesting crazy? yeah so so if you listen to podcasts you
1: then you are statistically
0: masters. you are statistically more intelligent than the average human being much more open minded to new technologies uh probably a lot more um the opposite of risk averse, willing to take risks to try new things and uh, statistically more likely to succeed. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah. So next time you're driving around or walking, just know you can look down on everyone, that you're smarter than them and that you, you're yeah. you just better yeah. because L- of this. Gloat. Yeah.
0: The, the, and if they're
1: mad, you can say DK said. It's DK
0: okay. said I'm better than you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, you got the evidence, the stats to back it up. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. No. Anyway,
0: um, thanks for joining in on this crazy podcast. Well, what episode of this podcast is not somewhat chaotic or crazy?
1: That's true. Especially we, the member-exclusive ones. Those are,
0: those are especially Those are fun. a
1: good time. Those, those are actually super fun. It's super fun, mostly
0: yeah. just us talking shit to each other. Yeah. Being really <laughs> it's just, sarcastic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just Brayden cussing everyone out. <laughs> We're just trying to deal with it.
0: It's just us swearing at each other a lot and having a good yeah. time. Yeah, You know, see who breaks first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just adding to the shame that our parents have in us.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, so regardless of which DAW you use, plugins are important. We love plugins. Compressors, EQs especially. EQs and compressors. Compressors for me are like, I yeah. uh, I have a bad habit of, of liking and trying and using all different types of compressors. They're they're an unhealthy habit that I have, but we're gonna stick to like uh, you know like less than ten or something of, of yeah. standout ones that we have used that we like and we're gonna talk about and recommend it. And let's start off with um the a lot of uh let's start off with Plugin Alliance.
1: Plugin Alliance, dude. Plugin Alliance. If you want like a really good plugin subscription, Plugin Alliance, I think is, in my opinion, the best one.
0: I I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Slate is good, and I'm, mm, I'm I haven't you know, tried I'd, Slate. I have I'm not the biggest fan, and I prefer plug in alliance, but I know a lot of people that swear mm-hmm. by slate um the wave subscription
1: that one's pretty good too
0: yeah I mean it's necessary evil for me at this point, yeah, and the, <laughs> 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 the plug alliance is like genuinely great, yeah, they have really good ones they don't have everything, but I mean they have everything that you would need, and the ones and like they don't have like normal like waves is the ones where you have like just like normal mm-hmm. like Utility plugins. Yeah, like you just need something to do it. Whether or not it does it good, you just need something to do it. Yeah. and then Plugin Alliance, like they may not have everything from a utility standpoint, but they got a lot of diversity as far as like color and tones. And
1: yeah, like. yeah, that's a good way to put it. A lot right. of analog emulation.
0: Yeah, a lot of, and they do it well. Yeah, um, they got channel strips. They got vintage compressors, new compressors, mastering grade emulations. Um, they even have a. Uh, I mean, second to Fab Filters Pro Q3, they have my second favorite uh, parametric EQ, which is the Kirchhoff. The Kirchhoff is part of their bundle. Oh, and, the two Tech one, right? No, no, no. It's, it's a three body technology or something like oh. that. It's a Chinese Fab Filter. Oh. And the reason why I like it is because you can change the background.
1: <laughs> so oh, i have, I have yeah. uh, jojo's
0: bizarre adventure themed background on that one yeah and it's and the only reason why i like it slightly less than fab is because it's actually a better eq than fab filter and it's significantly more flexible but with flexibility and more options and analog emulated curves and filters comes it just takes a few more clicks to use it it's just slightly mm. more friction to like use it
1: yeah it's kind of like those one knob plugins were like they get the job done most of the time. Yeah. It's at the expense of not being able to do more. But like
0: Yeah, like yeah. I do, I like I like the I like the like we were talking about this. Like as much as Be- Brave New World's Utopia where like you take away choice and options, um as much as that book was to like prevent people like I'm okay and I'm more happy that I can't choose the attack and release time on the dynamic EQ. Of, of the FAB filter because it saves me time and I, I don't yeah. have to think about it. Whereas, it works. like, because the default is, is the default of the dynamic EQ on uh, the Kirchhoff EQ is you have to like select it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, now, now it's like, it's better. It's more of like flexible, but now I have to think about it. Yeah. And it's just like, I'd, it's okay if I, that's one thing that I'm willing to, you know, take shortcuts in the neural pathway.
1: Yeah, it's a good trade off.
0: It's a good trade-off. Yeah. For me. It's not that important to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put it.
0: And if I really want to think about it, I'd rather use like C4 where it's like specifically like Wave C6 or C4 where I like yeah. specifically dial in the attack and release time, you know? E-
1: yeah. I get that for sure.
0: So it's really interesting. Anyway, Plugin Alliance <laughs> is great. I'm stuck on a, at the early days, they did like a $10 for the Megal Bundle, um mega large bundle and i think now it's like 15 bucks but for somewhere between 15 to like 35 bucks a month yeah you can get
1: yeah it's technically almost 200 plugins yeah they like started a new technically new one now too
0: yeah it's yeah like yeah because native mega instruments or something.
1: bought them
0: yeah. yeah yeah native instruments was bought by someone who bought Native Instruments then bought Plugin Alliance, as far as what I understand. Anyway, uh, we're not sponsored by Plugin Alliance. I've actually reached out to them to try to get sponsored Uh, by them because I fucking love their shit. In fact, their their response was so cold and straightforward, no, that like (laughs) a part of me doesn't want to talk about them on the show. Oh. But that's how much I like That's
1: how, good they, that's so they how could, good they are. That's how good they are. They could just smack you in the face and DK's still like, oh, I love oh, you guys. Like, I
0: will take that. I will take that. <laughs> um, Plugin Alliance, specifically two products from them that we want to talk about is now part of it. Uh, Kive, Eddie, who I know personally, the guy that codes all the stuff for Kive and Mixland and even the Eddie, per, Eddie no, the Pura stuff, Sampura hmm. um, stuff. Oh, really cool. fantastic guy. Know. Really fantastic coder.
1: Um, I like Kaive a lot. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he's just a really happy dude. Hmm. He's fairly neurotic. Uh, okay, fairly is very, very subtle. Um, he's really neurotic, but like he's just—he's just a—he's he, just such a vibe. He's such a kind person, and I really actually like his tools. There's something about him that makes me fully believe in him. Hmm. And um, he took a break for whatever reasons. Um, this last year, and and he's starting to get back into it again. Yeah, uh, but he is. I really believe in Jesse. I really believe in Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plugins that Eddie made for Kive, which he sold the rights to, as far as I understand, to Plugin Alliance to distribute under their mega plans and deals, um, is the Extreaser.
1: I love the Extreaser. Yeah. Um. So it emulates the Distresser. Right, the of hardware, the, the hardware the labs distressor Yeah, um, which I recently read the manual on um,
0: of the actual distressor. of the actual you distressor read the no, not of the X stressor,
1: the but they're they're you know very parallel. Of course of course. Um, you could do like anything on it. like you you can oh, yeah. you can emulate a two-A, you can emulate a 76, like they have settings that you could do to emulate other plugins. Um, I use it a lot on drums and bass. It sounds
0: it's really, really flexible. good on that.
1: Um, the nuke mode, um, it's called nuke on the x 2, too, right? Yeah,
0: it's just basically a limiter. 100 to 1 plus. Yeah.
1: The nuke mode sounds amazing on overheads um, because it was specifically made for overheads.
0: Did Interesting. You know I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So how they, they specifically made it for that um, and how it works is it has a logarithm logarithmic release. So it'll release really quick at first and then curve out of the release.
0: prevents distortion distortion and probably also like some cymbal kind of there's the problem with really fast release limiter type things it's just like cymbal hi-hat bleed everything right
1: yeah but it works really good um i love it on drums and yeah and the bass if you turn on the opto mode like the type of distortions they have it sounds really good on like taming a bass and making it kind of poppy yeah like good pops yeah
0: uh, I'll also do answer a simple question that we get often all the time. Like what is, what are you trying to capture when recording overheads? And mm. for me, the answer is the drums, the symbols are going to be there, but you shouldn't try to record the symbols because the point, the, the reason why overheads are so important is because when you record the snare, the kick, the Tom separately, they sound good. The direct signal by itself. But the problem is that they sound really separate. They don't feel like a single uniform kit. And when you throw in the body, the the drums in the room, and you throw in a little bit of that room ambience, which can come from hyper hyper compression, and then it really glues together all of the individual parts and it really makes it feel like a whole drum kit rather than a kick stem, a snare stem, yeah. tom stems. So it's like it's really it's this thing that's your brain doesn't process it the same. Like it processes all the different tracks separately, mm-hmm. like from listening to it until. You put the overheads on, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is one cohesive instrument.
1: Hmm, I never thought about so it. So, like, like
0: that. that's why. So, like, again, so this is just a tangent that I think would be useful advice for anybody recording drums. The per- you should, when capturing overheads, try to capture the drums, not the cymbals. The cymbals are just going to mm. be there, and they're regardless of whether you want to capture them or not. Um, yeah, that's a little that's, mixture that's way you. to put and it. That's yeah. actually a really good uh, recording tip for you. Um, another thing within the that's included with the Plugin Alliance bundle is recently just added, uh, licensed under Mixland.
1: Yeah. That's cool. That was surprising. Eddie, but yeah. Eddie and
0: Jesse are really good friends, so that was cool to do that together. Um, the VAC Attack. Yeah. The VAC Attack. You used it. It's really cool. I
1: used it a touch. Yeah. Have you used it yet? Yeah. Yeah. It's, from my experience, I only used it very briefly um, last week. Um, it was on I mean, a, it's only
0: been out like three weeks.
1: Yeah. It was on a kick sample. And the kick sample had like a lot of like that after the hit, like that woof, that you kind of don't want sometimes. It like took that out. So there's something about the, the attack and release time that they have dialed in that like it like tamed that like afterwards, like woof, nice of the kick.
0: Yeah. The woof that we're talking about, and I'm going to do my best to explain this. Imagine a kick drum slowed down to like a quarter of its regular speed. The regular kick will go boof woof. Where like the sub frequencies of the kick will come in like a millisecond afterwards. Um, most of the time it's like totally fine. It doesn't, yeah. bug anything. It doesn't hurt anybody. Uh, but there's times where it's like it takes away from the transient of the kick.
1: Yeah. It becomes too much. What, what, have you used it, right? What have you used it on?
0: Uh, I've actually used it on something you're not supposed to. Really? I've used it on a, a master. I was testing it. Oh, oh. I like testing compressors on masters uh-huh. because it, it's full range of frequencies. So you can kind of hear how the tonal balance changes. It's really dynamic mm-hmm. on like a mix. So it's like you can really hear how it's being triggered by the different elements of a mix. And it's mm-hmm. just because it's so full and dense, you can really hear how it's working. Yeah. Um. I actually liked it so much. I found a setting that I liked so much that I left it on, even though the manual really? says not to use it on the mix bus or for mastering. I mm. found a setting that I liked so much and I liked the distortion. It was like colored the perfect amount. Uh-huh. Um, and I use, of course, like the mix wet knob. There's like a little mm-hmm. EQ section both for the side chain, so for the detection circuit, as well as for the post, mm-hmm. like um, the low push and the high push or whatever with a couple different bands. Like so on the low end, it was like 63 hertz to like 256 hertz or something like that. And then mm-hmm. like the other one was like Two point five kilohertz to like ten kilohertz, and you can switch between the two. Anyway, um, you can use those to EQ a little bit into the or post compressor. I don't remember what it is from reading the manual. Um, It sounds really smooth. I really like it.
1: What was the What was the preset? You remember? Oh,
0: I I didn't use a preset. I just kind of. Oh,
1: you adjusted from okay. Yeah,
0: I adjusted from default and was like really. I literally spent like five minutes just fucking around with it. That's cool. And like trying to find a sound that I really like. Yeah, and and it sounds
1: good. It's a vacuum. What is a two compressor, right? Yeah, there's a unit.
0: There's a unit that they don't really sell anymore, but it was like a rack. It looks like 500 series, and I assume it's based off of that. It looks like 500 series opto tube compressors or something like some sort of very mirror opto mm-hmm. tube compressor. Um, sometimes you see them on reverb. They're gray, they're silver with like green lettering, if I remember correct. Huh. It's like vacuum tube compressor. It's like a really fucking boring, straightforward name. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. I assume that's what it's modeled after, but I need to. Um, By the way, Eddie told me how uh, the owner of Empirical Labs tried to sue him for distressor. Really? Yeah. Like he sent him a a notice of like to to stop a cease and desist letter. Um, And Eddie sent it off to someone that knows the law. Yeah. And I mean, he was careful about it and changed the two stressors and made sure they changed a few of the things there. Yeah. Uh so it's like he has he's on no grounds mm-hmm. to sue them. Yeah. But he did receive a cease and desist. That was a funny story that I thought, which I think huh. speaks more of I wonder of, how that works. It speaks more on the dude I don't know.
1: I wonder yeah, I wonder how that works in terms of patent versus Making a software emulation.
0: I am not a lawyer. Yeah, I'm and just I'm, I'm just curious
1: sure. now. I never thought about that.
0: Yeah, so that's something. But anyway, um, Mixland Vac Attack, yeah. uh, Kives Extressor from Plugin Alliance are both really good ones that we both have been using recently.
1: Yeah. 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 I use it a lot. Yeah.
0: Big fans of them. It's funny how like my fondness of both of them also reflects how much I like their plugins. Yeah. I like both of them. I shouldn't, but I'm very definitely biased. Yeah. Okay. This is not under plugin alliance. But you want to talk about rubber band compressor? Yes, the rubber band compressor from <laughs> Mixland, which is Jesse's company.
1: Yeah, um, you use it's a been, lot too. Right? It's been
0: around a long time. It's been yeah. around for a couple. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Now.
1: Anything under Mixland, honestly. Um, dude, I use rubber band a lot. I I don't even know. I I read the manual forever ago. I don't know how exactly to describe how the compression works. From my understanding, it's very much like the more you push it, the harder the ratio gets.
0: I think the analog equipment that it's emulating is actually a. If I'm not mistaken, it was one of those vintage rare ones where it's like dual stage VCA compressor. Oh, so it's snap. two VCA compressors into a single, into a single serial um, compressor. Yeah. A single serial unit. I don't know how exactly what it works. I, I think that's it's, what it was.
1: It's, yeah, so that's the rubber band is like my main one that I tend to lean towards when doing drums. Either that or the x Um I love how it sounds on the kick. And I actually use it a lot on the master bus.
0: Interesting. I like it because, like, that's known to be like a very aggressive compressor. Do you like ease it off on the mix knob, or you just compress very lightly?
1: I compress lightly with it, it and it—it's it, something about it. Um, cause I understand compressors in general and how they work, but something about how that one works just my mind gets it. Interesting. And so, it just I just I know how to dial it in, like, and get certain sounds with it. Um,
0: do you think the weird graphic in the metering? helps at all which by the way for anybody degree, that, yeah anyway anybody that doesn't know what the the, the idea was jesse at one point jesse renster at one point talked about how um he doesn't sometimes like to use... Look at the view meter or the gain reduction meter on a compressor. So he pulls up a little window that you can't click out of.
1: Mm. Like
0: the force quit window on Mac is something that stays on top. Uh-huh. So he pulls up the force quit window, covers the gain reduction meter, and then just applies the compression to taste. Oh, cool. And so that's part of the reason. So the gain reduction meter on the rubber band comp is not a meter that tells you how much gain reduction you're doing. It's literally an animation of two fingers, two hands, holding a rubber band and instead of gain reduction meter with lights and LEDs, um, it's literally like the rubber band being stretched and yeah. being snapped back.
1: Yeah, I like it. And
0: instead of ratio, it's like snap. So it's like the higher ratio, like the hands are further apart and the lower ratio, the hands are close. Like it's more loose and the hands are close together. Yeah. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah. the um, I'm trying to think. And like it's I use different settings with that than I usually do with compressors on the mix bus too. I do like a really slow attack and a really quick release. Yeah, and I, I just like it. It like it uh I guess the term people use a lot is glue. I don't know. It's just like it it feels like a good just like last little touch to tame things. Um it sounds really good on kicks and it also sounds really good on overheads. If you go to VCA mode and do a very low snap, it sounds really good on like overheads too.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's just another really diverse. I think it's especially good on drums. Um, but it's also got a saturation circuit. It's even got an FE FET mode too. And the V2 on the current version is like, uh, is really, it's really versatile. But it's not so versatile that like, it's not the boring one you use. Like, it's definitely yeah. got like its color. And if you wanna do something aggressive, but in a nice way, yeah, has, if you wanna do something fun.
1: Yeah, the saturation knob is really good on it. And I like their, I don't know what the curve is that they use on the EQs that they have on there, the low and high shelf ones, mm-hmm. but it sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, and you doing... can switch it to be pre- or post compressing too, which is really cool. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I think it's, like, it's, any... I think it's the, same, the same filters from the tilt EQ, which they have. I was just about
1: I'm... to say, yeah, anything Mixland, the tilt, it's awesome. Yeah, I use the tilt every
0: mix every single time. We're not going to talk about that. Let's go into <laughs> something that you're more familiar with. Um, actually, no, no, no let's, let's talk about this. Um, uh, fair warning, we were given uh, serial codes um, for lifetime usage of this plugin. This is from Music Hack, and full full disclosure, um, we have not been paid to say nice things. They do not edit what we talk about. This is our true thoughts, and um, yeah, this is this is it. Like this is yeah. straightforward. They they don't they're not allowed to edit what we say. Um, we have, we, you understand, we all understand that I'm allowed to talk as much shit if I want to, or to say good things about it because I'm totally unbiased. I don't give a shit. They've already given us the license. They can't take it back. Yeah.
1: We only got it for free. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. So, um, this is a company called music hack, a fairly new plugin company, and they have a all in one mastering plugin, uh, called master plan. Now, Master Pan, there's a, there's a few out there, like even uh, Plugin Alliance has like the, the Master Desk or whatever, mm-hmm. um, where it's like got some saturation, got some compression, it's got a little bit of EQ, it's got a little bit of like obviously the maximizer built into it, mm-hmm. the limiter built into it, um, you know, in and outs type thing. Yeah. It's the same sort of idea, but it's a different one. This one's got, let me just describe it first. Okay, it's got a low and high EQ shelf. It's got, obviously, a maximizer. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got a width control, so you can add width, which we have a lot to say about that, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, there's a button to add the loudness, the compression, and the limiting, uh, and leave it at unity gain, so you can hear the compression and the limiting without turning it up. So that's a clickable Mm -hmm. toggle button. You can leave it at unity and just like kind of compress the taste. There's a LUFS meter, crest meter, peak meter, um, all at the bottom. So it gives you all of your meters. You don't see any sort of graph. Like there's no like levels. You don't see anything jump or spike or LEDs light up or anything like that. But they tell you the number minus whatever. Then they have like um tape emulation saturation. Uh, other saturation. They got like a, sm- a multi-band compressor. So if you click on the multi, it turns into a multi-band compressor or like engages a multi-band compressor. There's like a de kind of circuit. Um, there's a, and at- there's also even a, uh, an output filter circuit. So you can emulate an NS10 out of your speakers, or like a you can emulate a phone speaker. Um oh, cool. so you can test it on different sources. Um things like that. It's actually like a fairly unique all-in-one yeah. thing. And I will say that I personally typically don't like single do-it-all plugins. Yeah. The cool thing about this one is that I can. Use just one or two modules in it, and it's not that crazy heavy in processing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does a few of these modules really well. Yeah, it's really flexible.
1: That's honestly what I was going to say about it too. I I wouldn't use it on the master bus, but it has like you said specific things that you could use on like instruments that are very good.
0: And and the reason why I say that I wouldn't use it is because I have my own like as a professional engineer. I have a set way to maximize that I really like, or and granted it changes every once in a while, but like mm-hmm. um, I like being in complete total control. This is perfect for the person that um, honestly overthinks mastering or doesn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be better than AI. Especially because you can tweak it. Yeah. And I do think it's like really infinitely flexible. There's a lot of really good options. I think it can be a little bit overwhelming because you need to be able to engineer to understand what the options do and how they yeah. sound. But like the idea of the plugin isn't meant for someone who really knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah. Like so the presets like, are really good on there. I, I went through them the and that stuff. They sound great.
0: Like The yeah, presets on there. They do. And uh, so it's like, it's this really weird thing. I wonder. So it's like, it's kind of like Pikmin. Hear me out. Hear me out on this metaphor. (laughs) Pikmin's not easy, so easy that it's like, that like, it's like really family friendly. Yeah. it's, It's hard enough where it's like, no, this is only for the sincere gamers. Yeah. But it's also such a weird, unique, and even like cute concept that's like, It's not also for the people that want blood and gore and like adult themes because it's a childish theme, but really insane difficulty. We're talking the first two, like hard, difficult. So the demographic is like this really weird, insane, hyper gamer. That's just like, it's it's for 12 people, honestly. Like the demographic (laughs) of Pikmin was set to fail. And it wasn't until the new one that just came out, like Pikmin 4, where it's like they really nailed it on the head. The levels are good. It is family. It's a combination of family friendly and like also difficult. And Anyway. They finally figured it out after a lot of pivoting. But that's kind of what I feel about the master plan. Yeah. I think it's really good, and I think there's going to be a certain amount of people out there that really want to use it. I think that the the filters for the outputs to kind of reference mix is a unique really cool. a unique ad yeah. that's really cool. I really like the thick, the thick module, the tape module. I really liked um, the clean—actually, most of the modules. And we really, really yeah. liked the widening. The widener.
1: Mod. It sounds good. Like, it doesn't—I I messed with it quite a bit and pushed it kind of hard, and it doesn't sound super weird like doing it.
0: Even at max.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, like again, depends, you know, obviously I wouldn't do max, but like, it's not like, you know, when you push up most wideners, it just starts to sound like off.
0: Yeah. It, it sounds does like out a good job. Phase. Whatever I don't know. their
1: algorithm is, it it works with the widener very well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it It is. it It is uniquely great. Yeah. At widen, especially from a mixed bus perspective, like yeah. widening the mix bus, which is something that you typically may not try to do yeah. or and not do a lot of. Yeah. Something about the algorithm is awesome. It's yeah. really clean. The opposite of, some, of, of something like that, where it's like, you know, Fresh Air, the free mm-hmm. slate plugin? Yeah. It's like, that's one of those plugins where they could have made the whole 100% in like the first 15%. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like
0: the most that you ever want to use that plugin before it starts sounding bad is like at the 15% mark mm-hmm. out of 100%. So if they made the zero to 15%, zero to 100%, that would have been a significantly better plugin. Yeah. I think they got the widening thing exactly right. Yeah. Like the zero to 100% and like tweaking it in between. It's, it's, you can, it's so subtle. Yeah. It's so perfect. It's smooth. It it it
1: goes back to what you said about like it. If you don't have a ton of like, if you're not like, you know, crazy big about like master bus or or mastering in general, it's hard to mess up the widener on this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I actually think we have a code about this, so can you keep talking about it while I look oh, for it? Um, what else did you think? Did you try, like, the tape or the thick stuff?
1: I did. So I went through the presets, and then I turned on and off, like, the different settings I had on to see what they did. Um, I really liked um, the thick thing. That sounded really good. Um, I didn't get around to I was planning on using it on a bass, like a, a plucking, like a guitar bass. Excuse me. That sounded really good. Um... I'm trying to remember their the names of their presets are actually pretty true to what it does. Um,
0: yeah, I would say that that's that is it. This is a type of um, plugin that I would be comfortable using it on individual sources, not just master bus. Like it's yeah. flexible enough where um, that I could use it on individual stuff. And actually, I feel like I did one time. I left it on the unity mode, and I left it on the uh, the drum bus, and it hmm. sounded actually really good. Really. Yeah, Ooh, and yeah. the thick and the tape thing smoothed out the top end. Like, mm. I've like, really thickened up the mid-range, which i really liked as well. Like, I really do like their saturation circuits, which, which I think um, they got right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly can't think of more about it. It's, it's a good one. Like, if, you, if you're looking for, like, one of those all-in-one plug-in things, it's a really good one to have because it does a bunch of different jobs very well. Um, yeah, were you able to find a code? or?
0: Hold on, yeah, I'm looking for it right now. We're gonna have to move on until yeah. I find it because I'm not gonna leave dead air. Yeah, you could. You, what you could episode.
1: do is I'll I'll bring up one of mine. this is one that you, bring up yours. You yeah, you talk used, about the Greenhouse. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of my personal favorites. I every mix I've done since I've gotten it, I have at least I have like more than three or four tracks that have it on it. So that's how much I use it. It's Green Haas. It's by Mixed Night Audio, uh, Ken Lewis, who's yeah, like Ken
0: Lewis's company,
1: a legend. He so something I love about Ken Lewis. Um, he is so good at the feel when he's mixing. It's, it's, he's so good about the vibe and the feel. And so he's very much on, on that side. He's not huge on the technical side. Um, he's even said that he's won many mix shootouts to mixes where the other ones were technically good, technically cleaner, more punchy or whatever. But his had a better vibe and that's why he won. Um, and so I think Greenhaas is a really good example of that. If you look up a picture of it right now, the Greenhaas plug-in, it's it's just this cute little like it's it's a sun and it's got like this with this watering can and these flowers on there like there's no numbers on there so it's very much you have to listen to what you're doing and dialing it in but what it is pretty much is it's a it's a saturation plugin so it has three different saturation modes um and you can dial in how wet they are and how intense they are but it also has um it has a slapback delay that does um the the Haas effect, which is pretty much if you have, um, if you have a delay that's uh, slightly off on one ear versus the other, it'll make things sound wider. Um, and you can choose how how far back that delay goes or how how delayed it is. Um, and it also has different effects on that delay as well. Um, but something I use this plugin so much. It's really good for saturating vocals. Um, it's really good for those tracks that like there's nothing that sounds wrong with them per se but it's still not quite there. It needs a little mm, like something like, like a really it's a well-recorded piano track, but it's just not standing out as much. I'll just, I literally just throw it on. I usually just leave it on its default setting and just very slightly dial in a little bit more the, the widener or the, the saturation and it works great. So it's really good for those tracks. that just, it just needs uh, like a little something um, to get going. And I also, I usually do it on ascend uh for the widener to kind of give width to a vocal.
0: Yeah, the the for that one, the, what I've heard, Bob Horn uses it a lot. Yeah, uh, I personally just you should do not like the graphic. And
1: he's he's full of Japanese pride.
0: Yeah, and that's why I he just does do it. not like the graphic of it,
1: <laughs> according to him.
0: Sure. It's, That's it's, just the excuse. What do you mean? Sure. I that was that was your yeah, explanation. That was, that you, was. We had the
1: whole discussion about I just don't like. I like don't it. Cuteness. I don't know.
0: Whatever. I couldn't quite. But I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I used I used my Japanese pride as a scapegoat.
1: Yeah, DK's pride is holding back his mixing there you and go. stopping him from being better.
0: But I know that a lot of uh, engineers, including Bob Horn, who I really respect mm-hmm. for his craft, not just as a human being, but his craft too, mm-hmm. um, swears by it, loves it. It's really flexible, as you said. There's a lot of different options. Uh, And I think it's something worth checking out. It's only 50 bucks.
1: Yeah, it's only 50 bucks. I do sales every now and again where it's 30. Um, And it's just such a like, I I don't think I've ever spent more than like a minute having the plugin open because it's very, I I, I throw it on. I I just visually, I know what, what I want to get the sound I need. And that's it. I don't have to think about it much more
0: yeah and I've seen a lot of people use that, so it's definitely something worth trying. I will be downloading the demo this week awesome trying it out uh, it does has does have a fourteen day demo yeah, and again, this is not the first or even within the first ten times that I've heard someone mention about this plugin, so uh definitely something worth trying out
1: yeah. it's a good just a, it's a good quick solution to
0: aspects of solutions. the mix,
1: yeah, like you don't have to think about it. Leslie Brathway approached just like it does what it does you know what it needs to do and you just throw it on there and you don't have to dial things in that much i
0: love that do you want to briefly talk about uh low end focus by the way uh there was oh, no yes. code for there was no code for master plan oh there so wasn't there was an, oh. yeah there's a code for another one but there was oh yeah no yeah for um plan. so but, for low
1: end focus um we're we're sponsored by isotope right
0: uh, not actively, not but, actively. Yeah, but they have sponsored us. They the have past.
1: sponsored us, yeah. They, they have sponsored us. Uh, low on Focus is a part of Ozone. Um, the new update full is dis- crazy. Oh, oh, no. oh, yeah, Let me yeah, do the full disclosure. Ahead. Ahead. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, James doesn't, but me and Lou, we specifically, Lou and me, we specifically uh, still receive, they are not paying us at the moment. At one point they were, oh, cool. um, but they still give us uh, licenses to try out and to promote. So full disclosure there. Awesome. They do not edit same thing. Same thing as the last one. They do not edit what we say. We're allowed to say whatever the heck we want. We should talk to them as much as we want, if we mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, but we don't because they're actually really good so plugins. Good. And today we're talking about low-end focus.
1: Yeah, they're, uh, A, their new update is crazy. The new things that the Ozone can do. Ozone 11? Yeah. Uh, and so the low-end focus, it's... I actually, I haven't read the manual. I don't know the specifics of what it's doing. But it can it makes the low-end sound so good. It, you could uh, So what I've used it on... Is uh when mixing two tracks, you could focus it on where the kick kinda goes. And something about it just it it, it, it tightens but like heightens the the low end and makes it more punchy and, and it stands out more.
0: Yeah, it distinguishes the kick from the bass much more. Yeah, that's a good way to put It builds contrast through spectral EQ, like uh like kind of like a golf os, but with instead of a golf os where it's like it's based off of thresholds and like some sort of AI where It kind of normalizes the audio to make it sound smoother, Mm -hmm. where low and focus's purpose is to separate and articulate both the kick and the snare from each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does that. And I've used it. Or you can make them less
0: less articulate. So you can actually like smooth it out and make them closer together and less separate.
1: Yeah. Or you could do a punch. Or you
0: can like make it super separated.
1: Yeah. I like it because you could really dial it in. It's it's I've lately been using it over the R base, the Renaissance base from waves. For bass like like bass with guitars because it it, it it does that same thing it kind of adds that nice it's a very tight uh, boom boom for the bass that I, I really like how it sounds on a I've lot never of songs used it
0: on individual instruments really? I have noticed that every time I use it and this is maybe be my setup I don't know why, but anytime that I use some sort of heavier ozone module mm-hmm. um, the plugin doesn't correctly uh, fix the delay.
1: Oh, like it, it doesn't compensate for... It doesn't
0: compensate for the delay correctly. Huh.
1: Even on the M2?
0: That's why I have to use it on the mix, mix bus, because like then it delays mm. the entire mix, so it doesn't matter. But if I do it on like a drum bus, it doesn't work very well because it makes the drum a little bit late. Really? Yeah, it changes the timing. Oh,
1: I wonder if that's... because I just—I haven't,
0: res- haven't tested it as much on the Ozone 11, the new yeah. one, but I mean, I remember that being an issue on the 10. And again, huh. I can't tell if that's a me thing with my computer, my setup, but even yeah. with the new computer, I changed computers and still doing the same thing. Huh. At least on 10.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't had that issue with it, but yeah, I guess that's something to look out for when using it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good one. I like it a lot. It,
0: maybe, oh, yeah. I've seen... Maybe I've seen
1: um, Lou introduced me to it because he was mastering a song I mixed, and he uses it when mastering and it it helped tighten up the drums. That's where I learned how to use it to tighten up the drums and stuff is he used it when mastering a song I had mixed. He used it on that that section. Yeah.
0: And it's 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 fairly subtle so it won't like kill your mix. I just like So this by the way that's I think that's only part of the advanced suite. Mm-hmm. Um and I I truly believe that the Ozone Advanced is still one of the best plugin suites. I think that if you had Ozone Advanced and plug in alliance, like you're set. Yeah. Like you really truly don't need anything else.
1: Like, yeah. Those and, are like the two subscriptions I would recommend. Like those two together go well.
0: And we do have a code, a still existing code for oh, Isotope. Cool. Um, they might start paying us again if you use it. But you get 10% off. So there's always a sale going on. Mixmusic slash Isotope. Yeah. I still think I think it's still active. Use the code MMPOD. MMPOD. pod. So if you go to that link, they'll It'll see how many people are on the website, so which looks good on us because we send people to their website. So, once again, mixingmusicpodcast.com slash isotope. And then on top of that, yeah, it's 10% off.
1: Yeah, it's worth
0: it. And uh, I think their it also, are awesome. I think the, um, if you click on that link, I think it extends the trial from like seven days to a whole month or something like that. Like oh, nice. Check. Although that may have changed. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, there's definitely some benefits to using our yeah. link there.
1: And a quick shout out just going along the lines of Isotope. Um, I started using it because I saw you using it. The tonal balance. It's just a really cool metering plugin that you could use to reference, like, the overall tonal balance of your mix. It's just a cool thing to kind of help to level, like, keep some objectivity while mixing.
0: Yeah, there you go. Tonal yeah. balance, the metering. I use that quite often. It can be misleading sometimes.
1: Yeah, I messed but, up the uh, mix, like, when I was like, oh, it needs to be, it needs to look like this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But, but, um, when used correctly, it can be a good reference guide there. Mm-hmm. The last one that we don't want to talk about, this is another, um, I don't want to say sponsor because they're not giving us money. They did give us free licenses for the plugins. And we've been using these for the last month or so. Mm -hmm. Um, The disclosure is they don't pay us. They just gave us access to four of their plugins. One just came out. So they actually gave us a code before Mm -hmm. one of the plugins came out, which means we couldn't even download it. (laughs) But we had the code for it, and then we downloaded it after we came out. Um, This is from another company that I've never heard of before. This is a company called Audified. Audified, A-U-D-I-F-I-E-D. And I'm not going to lie to you, their UI looks slick. They look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. I've never heard of them before, but they have a couple ones. They have have a a bundle of plugins with mixing tools, so they call it the Boutique Studio Bundle. Um, It's got a a brand new Pulteq 1A type equalizer with a... Adjustable saturation circuits, you can lower the headroom without you know changing the volume. They have the U seventy three B compressor, which is a German broadcast compressor emulation that is also available on Plugin Alliance, but it's their own version. And then they have the same type U seventy three B based uh, uh, tube. Compressor, but it's just the saturation circuit. So they got the U78 saturator, the U73B compressor. Um, they even have one that I've never seen. But This is another hmm. EQ that I've never actually seen any emulations of. It looks dope. It sounds great. Is the RZ062 equalizer. Yeah. And uh, the description of it says just the sweetest EQ of all time.
1: <laughs> That's a good description because I literally have nothing to compare it to. Like when I was using it, I wasn't like, oh, it reminds me of this or this plugin. It, it's a very unique sound but it sounded really good i've used it on vocals for a mix recently like the high the high band and yeah and that technically comes
0: with two plugins so it's the same thing but they got the rz062a and the rz062b which the mid-range filter is slightly different um it's an interesting one you're gonna have to read the manual on how exactly it works but the cool thing about this company and all of these interesting circuits and module and uh modules is that they do obviously prioritize the sound of the harmonic saturation. Like it's not just a clean mm-hmm. EQ. It's not just a clean compressor. Like it's the harmonics that you get, even with the Pultec, um, they added that adjustable headroom circuit so you can distort things and kind of go through that, do that like Pultec distortion thing. Um, which is really hard to achieve in the analog domain. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they do a great job. It sounds really smooth. It's it's easy to use. Yeah. It's straightforward. It's really reliable. I've actually been using them quite a bit. I've used the Poltec one on the mix bus. I've used it on drums. I've used it on individual tracks. I've been using the the compressor on bass. I think the saturator on the saturator sort of bass is nice. weight sounds really great. Yeah. Um, and that RZ062 equalizer, dude, I mostly use it for the saturation, not even for the EQ. I think the EQ really? is just a bonus. Yeah. It sounds cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's 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 something about the way it looks, like you said, it it gives me the same feeling like what I was describing with Greenhouse, where you're almost not looking at like the numbers on it. Like it's very much like you could just feel what it's doing. That's that, that's at really been my experience with it. So I really liked it again with like the EQ, um and the compressor too. I used it on um vocals the other day and it just sounds good. That's the only yeah. way I describe. It just made it, it it just sounded good. It gave it that last little Like something that it needed in the chain, and it was it was nice to use.
0: Yeah, these are like emulations of vintage tube-based broadcast compressor, and uh, yeah, you can't go. I mean, I mean, just me describing it, you can't go wrong with that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: you have to go like insane to make anything sound like (laughs)
0: bad with it. (laughs) It's good color. It's great color. Yeah, and uh, I think, and luckily for this code, if you are interested, we have a 20% off code. It's either 20% or twenty dollars off. I don't know. I think it is 20%. Um, DK 20 is what they gave me, which is D E E K E I 20. Once again, that is D E E K E I 20. Go to audified.com and get 20% off your purchase. It might be $20. I'm sorry. I don't, there wasn't any clarification, but I think it was 20%. Um, yeah. And they have a bundle for all four of those plugins. Uh, they even got like a, a guitar cab emulation and they have something called the Mix Checker Pro, which is kind of what that mm. master plan does, which is like the output filters where you can listen to what it sounds like on, on NS10s, in the car, on headphones, oh, cool. it kind of does like this automatic filter thing. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but it might be cool for referencing. That's a whole separate plugin that we didn't even get to try. Mm-hmm. And again, once again, that code for the website is D-E-E-K-E-I 20. My name spelled correctly, 20. hmm all right. And that's it for this episode, honestly. Yeah. Um plugins are awesome. We'll talk about them. It's I think it's really important to Well, here's the thing. Um, I'm going to say one thing positive about plugins and one dangerous thing, the trap, because there's yin and yang, right? Yeah. It's not about going full one direction in anything. Mm-hmm. In politics and philosophies and ideologies, um there's there's balances, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be completely 100% delusionally confident like a little bit of self You know, self-awareness and a little bit of insecurity is not bad. It pushes you to be better, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that at the beginning of the episode. Anyway, the good thing about plugins, and the one thing that I really like about Dave Pensado, for example, is that when you try new things, not only do you build your arsenal and your toolkit of new tones and sounds— you also build, figure out ways, new bridges where it's like faster ways to get to a location, uh, different ways to get to a location faster.
1: Yeah, Like
0: for example, you could probably saturate with any plugin to get a similar vibe. But one of these saturator plugins is going to get you to a specific tone that you prefer on this one mix or and many more hundreds in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that may change, right? And that gets you there faster. And I think that's worth spending money on if it gets you there faster. There's a lot of tools that are utility-based like uh like RX for example if you don't have RX or Melodyne those are things that are like no nothing else really does it like that yeah so you should get those and they they really help um they are an important part of our craft they uh and diversifying trying out different things doing using new trials is very important if you are trying to be a professional then one thing that i even recommended you is that if you have money and you want to spend it on plugins and your wallet is burning wait until you get Receive a project session where mm. the client has used plugins that you don't have and use that money that you've been saving to buy the plugins. Because the, when you go pro, a big part of it is um, not having the plugins that your clients have. So you have to figure out what the rough mix was. You have to figure out how the STEMs of the session actually sounded. Um, so save that money until you come across a plugin you don't have. Don't just spend it on stuff that you don't need. Um, the balance of that is I do think America has a problem with spending. And that's something that I will never, that's a horse that I will never back off of, <laughs> back down from. Um, and uh, yeah, d- be careful. Prioritize your family and food and rent and paying off your loans before you buy plugins. <laughs> yeah. You don't need them that much. Yeah. Uh, so at the same time, like if you go to it, it's a, bus- it's a good business expense, you yeah. know, and it's fun. It's fun. It it's just fun, fun to
1: play with the new plugin. Um, something I want to add to is, um
0: you're not make anything. make oh, make
1: sure okay. to. Uh, I was trying to think of the best way to say this. Make sure you could buy like the best plugins or the best compressor there is. But make sure that you understand, really understand how compressors work. And once you understand that, you could get the most out of those really nice compressors that you could buy.
0: Amen. I think that's one common thing is that um I, Lou, you, all of us, and anybody that I know, even professionals that can figure it out that are very smart. Mm-hmm. that can figure it out without reading the manual, still oftentimes will read the manual. Yeah. You have to know you have to know how it works. You shouldn't overthink it. But you it's it can only help you to know how it works. And that's why we do the the read the manual kind of segments on the podcast. Yeah. Because these tools that we use as audio engineers all the time, like it's interesting to learn about them, what they actually do. Yeah. Kind of helps you figure out how to use them more often in the future.
1: Yeah. That's what I really like about, um, he doesn't sponsor us at all, but it's like, because I feel like a lot of people get ripped off by a bunch of mixing courses. Um, Damian Taylor has a really good one, the mix accelerator process. And something I love about his approach to it when teaching how to use a compressor, how to use saturation, how to use EQ is it's very much he will teach the overall concept so that you understand everything about what compressors do, how that messes with our ears like from a biological standpoint and how it messes with our perception of music. And then he will give you examples with a compressor. So it's, and that helped me to understand. So understand the concept of like what the plugin is emulating and that will help you be able to get the most out
0: of it. Exactly. I think we can end it on that unless there's any other notes that you want to add. I don't want Amen. to promote any other, any person's uh, course unless we're making money off of uh,
1: it. But it's so good, though. You you should do it. It's, it's like, it's honestly like.
0: I'm mad at it you. It was life changing. You can't see my children anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I, but I like that them. A, <laughs> yeah, as, I like, as if that was like a form I'm of like, oh, leverage man. that I have. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't have to babysit them for free. Anymore. I'll throw
1: in DK has courses, too. We'll, we'll throw that in there. And they are really good, too. I've used them
0: oh that's not why I said that Uh, I actually need to make more courses yeah but I do have a few I totally I totally forget about it until you told me about it yeah it's like oh that's right I did because I made them so long ago anyway that's it for this episode we hope that you enjoy the tools that you use that you have better mixes and uh, on that note happy mixing my friends and stay saucy We're going to take a quick break to let you know that this episode has been brought to you by Tegler Audio based out of Berlin. Tegler makes fantastic analog pieces of equipment. Everything from compressors both tube, VCA as well, from reverbs to recording channel strips to tube summing mixers and to my favorite piece that I personally own and have and use is the Schwarcraft machine which is digitally controlled compression, 11 different types of compressor. I mean this thing is built to the brim with tubes and transformers. It's fantastic. They have digitally controlled analog gear, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. They've got two different pieces of that. They've got 500 series gear. So whether you're a tracking engineer, mixing engineer, or a mastering engineer, you need to check out this high quality company, Tegler. And guess what? Their prices, they're not they're not crazy. They're mid-range prices for high-end equipment. They're like a fantastic company. We love them so much. And if you want 10% off any of their gear, you can go to their website directly or from their shop directly, or I'll link it at mixingmusicpodcast.com slash Tegeler, T-E-G-E-L-E-R, and use the code MMPOD to get 10% off your next order. Now back to the show.